Here we are again, exploring the spooky little home sweet homes. That dark space is still behind you and still might be hiding something. Honestly, I've been thinking about what really makes a home a home. Is it really where the heart resides, as they suggest in that saying? Or is it just the place where you feel the safest and most welcome? Can a person have more than one home? Yes, honestly. A person can have more than one home. The second one might not be the one they own. Instead, it could be a friend's house or simply a place where they get away from the crazy world we live in. Home is always the place we look forward to going to. Until we don't. When we discover that being in the shadows it can make or break that safety feeling in the place we call home. That's where we are going to go again this evening. Back into the shadows to see if something really is there watching us. My name is Muriel, and today we are continuing part four of our lesser known still haunted series of haunted homes. But wait, where's part three? If this is your first episode with me, the previous episode, Lesser Known Story Time, explains what happened. A brief summary, my computer had an unexplainable glitch and my script slash notes went into the ether. I'm sure I'll find it someday. Until then, let's dive in. Next on the list is located in Copan, Oklahoma, and has an interesting past with Mixed information from what I've found. This, I found three different stories, so let's take a look at all of them. The first story, that is the more popular one, is that of Frank and Samantha Labidi and their home in the countryside. Allegedly, the two had been trying to conceive a child, were not having any luck. But one day, Samantha was with child and... Frank was excited. This is where a third character enters, in that of a black man named Enos Parsons. It was reported that after Parsons was freed following the Civil War, he stayed to help around the property. In 1892, it was further alleged that Samantha and Parsons had an affair, which resulted in her being with child. Unknowing about the, the affair, that is why Frank rejoiced. The story further continues that when he learned of the affair, it resulted in the murder of Parsons first and the child being sent down the river. As years passed, we end up in 1935, where it's said that Frank began to go mad because he believed the spirit of Parsons was haunting him. Sadly, it resulted in the death of both himself and his wife. To this day, reports of spirits of all four that were tragically lost haunt the, haunt the land the mansion resides on, including the neighboring forest and river. The second story found here is one that adds some confusion into the mix. It suggested that the couple, the couple passed away from carbon monoxide poisoning from a leaky stove in 1935. No other individuals were involved, including the child. So where did that first story come from? 
I'm not sure, but I'm questioning these first two as the third story I found was that, in fact, Frank and Samantha Labidi never lived in that mansion. In fact, it was owned by their son George, with no reports of murders or adulterous affairs. That makes the paranormal activity reports here a bit of a mixed mystery. Reports of disembodied voices being heard, flashlights suddenly stop working, and even phantom gunshots that are real enough to startle the local birds from the trees. I admit, this one is quite confounding, and one that I may dig into further in the future. Unless someone else happens to know which one of these stories are true. Before we move on to this next story, I want to take a brief pause to encourage all of you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and follow me on Instagram and my new Twitter, at Amiriel Explores. While I am more active on Instagram, you still might see a thing or two on Twitter. Now, let's continue our spooky tour. I realize that I haven't done many houses on the West Coast, as all of them I've chosen seem to be in the Midwest or even the East Coast. So this next one I've specifically tracked down that was not only on the West Coast, but also had a sweet story that is the beginning of the haunting, and that's not always the case when it comes to these. So, please enjoy. In the positively unique town of Portland, Oregon, resides another charming couple, Henry and Georgiana Pitcock. Mr. Pitcock was first a newspaper publisher before expanding to invest in various enterprises such as mining, banking, railroad, and even ranching. He was also part of the first expedition to climb Mount Hood, as well as helping found the Mazamas Climbing Club. His wife was nothing short of the same success herself. She was very active in society life by being involved in various cultural organizations and charities. A couple she was involved in were Ladies Relief Society and the Women's Union. Added to the list of accomplishments was helping to found the Martha Washington Home, which was a residence for working women. One extra fact that that will tie in with the hauntings we'll cover is that she became a founding member of the Portland Rose Society and the Portland Rose Festival. Moving to the year 1909, the Pitcocks hired architect Edward T. Folk to design and build a mansion in Portland for them to retire in. The home was built on a hill, and the Pitcocks moved in after its completion in 1914. Unfortunately, the couple passed away within four to five years after its completion. Pitcock Mansion remained in the family until 1958, when the grandson attempted to sell it. In the following years, the 46-room mansion was left empty, and unfortunately damaged in... 1962, following a severe storm, the grandson contemplated leveling the mansion, but the ever-loving community of Portland banded together and donated $75,000 for the city to purchase and restore the home in 1964. The following year, the city opened the mansion to the public as a museum, so that all may tour the grandeur that was restored to its glory. Here is where the stories begin to surface, 
as visitors and employees began reporting strange going-ons. Included on that list are heavy footsteps heard, windows that appear to shut and latch on their own, the scent of roses wafting through the mansion, and employees have even encountered figures that appear as they open the mansion for visitors each day. It's believed that the couple continues to enjoy their home in the afterlife and have been reported as friendly spirits that appear happy as visitors are being shown around the home. Thank you everyone for joining me on another episode of Lesser Known Haunted Homes and next week will be the last one in the series, part 5, but it will not be the last one ever. After part 5, we will be moving away from the paranormal to focus on other amazing things there are to explore and discover in this world, starting with one of my favorite weeks of the year, and I just may drop hints to it leading up. So follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Muriel Explores to stay up to date, and also see some side adventures that I go on as well. Also. Let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. I'd love to hear the feedback. Did I mention I sometimes picture post pictures of the two cats running around the house? Royalty-free music for this episode is from Pixabay and was composed by Fanchi Sanchez. Follow the podcast on Spotify or Podbean with more distributors to be included in the future. Hope you enjoyed the tales told today and will join me again next week. Until then, safe exploring, everyone. <laughs>